0: Flavor Odyssey. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. Your host Robbie Raz. Co-host Randy Griggs, coming to you from lot B, Cigar Dojo Studio. In surprisingly warm Randy, California, episode S. Brought to you by the fine folks, Randy at Drew Estate. The rebirth, rebirth of, of cigars. cigars. <laughs> See, I, and I went with it that time. I didn't stop it. It's sometimes you just have to let it happen, um, dude. Okay. Speaking of rebirth of cigars, and I'll let you talk in a second. The at TPE, I smoked the new Juristate uh, Year of the Rat. Oh boy, that thing is on fire, Randy. How you
1: doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Super excited to be here. Mm. Uh, obviously, we have uh, taken the last three weeks off sabbatical.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, S
1: is in sabbatical.
0: Oh, I like Does, that. no, it probably starts with
1: silent. Sabbatical. Yeah, that's W. An S. <laughs> silent W. We'll go with yeah, it. Yeah, no. So, uh, exciting to be back in the in the studio mm. with you. Uh, we've had a ton that has happened in the last three weeks that we haven't aired. A couple little uh, things, as you mentioned. Yeah, Cigar Dojo was out in Las Vegas covering the TPE. Uh, I wasn't able to make it, unfortunately, but how did that show go? Hmm. It
0: was a lot of fun. We did a ton of coverage, 150% of you watched it. Thank you for uh, supporting that coverage. It was a lot of fun. It was um, like a mini uh, PCA show. Okay. Uh, it's, it was, everybody was much more relaxed. <clears throat> you know, the barrier of entry into a show uh, like TPE, which is Tobacco Plus Expo, not Tobacco Products. <laughs> Espo, I, I, Espo Expo. Remember? Do you remember the Expos? Yeah, the the baseball team. Yeah, yeah. Ninety yeah. four. They were really good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you. And that uh, Matt Williams would have broke the home run record in ninety four without had there not been a strike. Ah. Uh, anywho, nobody nobody cares about that. Uh, no, T P was cool. Smoked some good cigars. Uh, that year of the Rat is amazing. Uh, that's going to be tough to get your hands on. It's all right. Um, it's limited to. Drew diplomat stores and they only get a certain amount and
1: I I it's I not would, gonna be one of these raffle deals, is it? I have no idea. That's, that's I don't know. Special. I have no idea how they're doing it. Um, <laughs> I still haven't had an anniversary yet and it kills me. No, I haven't had that either. But
0: I could I could uh, pick up a box of these if I if the opportunity arose. It was very very good. One oh, of the best Unicos deals. I've smoked in a minute. Really, really liked it. the uh, The L forty has always been my favorite Unico. Oh really? Yeah, I dig that. Uh, I haven't smoked one of those in a while, but this is going to be right up there. It's a, I was really, really impressed uh, by that particular cigar. But we checked out a lot of different brands. Cavalier was a brand that uh, they have the gold diamond on the tobacco. I don't know if you've seen them. Um, cool. Uh, Sebastian is the, the guy who uh, owns that company. He and his wife. Uh, cool dude from Switzerland, I think. Speaks like six languages. That That's an S yeah <laughs> Switzerland is not that uh but that was you know that was a cool company I hadn't really checked out before. We got to check out the uh the Royal agio guys um hang out with them for a little bit hung out with Joe Gro uh that was my first time meeting Joe in person. that was a lot of fun did a an interview with Pedro nice. and uh with Drew estate Pedro gets <clears throat> he's got a really good uh like on stage presence, but he grabbed the microphone and was just really into it and, it, <laughs> and those mics that we take. I mean, you know this. The mics that we take to uh, do remote shows, they're super sensitive. You don't need to talk above this type of volume. And he was just blowing that microphone out. But it was fun. <laughs> they also released the Undercrown in the Petite Coronas. I think oh. Petite Coronas. The Undercrown um, Shade and the Maduro. Not the uh, not Sun Grown yet. Uh, smoked those. Those were uh, <clears throat> pretty good little smokes. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot more... Uh, hanging out and just kind of BS and then you do it TPE. You're running around a lot there.
1: Uh, You mean that uh, PCA? PCA. Sorry. uh, Thank you. Too um, many acronyms. Yeah. I'm assuming that this time of year in Vegas, your your rappers weren't just completely like crumbling apart halfway through. Is rappers a euphemism for? No. Um,
0: (laughs) It was, no, it was much more, much more comfortable. We could stand outside and wait for our uh, Lyft or Uber to pick us up Uh, without, uh, Losing a pound or two Yeah Just by standing there It was It was a lot of fun I got sick <coughs> We got the The Costa virus uh, Thanks Costa for that He apparently got like 75 people wow. uh, Sick on this uh, Jordan and uh, Eric and Jordan got it too I yeah. still have a cough It's been two weeks This is the first cigar I've had since TPE Wow that's rough Yeah I know right Tough life But yeah. it's been uh, It was fun But yeah I'm happy to be back man Two weeks without Three weeks without doing a show yeah. is a long old time So Thanks for tuning back in. Yeah, absolutely. So what about you? How, how have you been?
1: I've been good, man. Absolutely crazy busy with work. Um, uh, obviously, we had the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Rob doesn't want to no, talk about we're it. We're not going to talk about it at all. A big deal, is as, as I work for a uh, a company that is uh, strongly tied uh, with a, more, a national presence, as being um, a big San Francisco brewery. Uh, so, being the rep- one of the representative cities in the Super Bowl, we got to. Uh, you know, play a part and have some PR uh, activity out of that. Lose a bet. Lost a bet to Boulevard Brewing Company in Kansas City. Uh, that's fun though. And, and it was, and you donated money, so it's not like you that's really right. lose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, and then we rolled from that straight into San Francisco Beer Week, okay. which obviously you work for a brewery as well. It's been a, a big challenge for both of us to manage all the marketing demands for both of our breweries and all the events and everything going on. Uh, over the last ten days, do you attend a lot of events? Uh, we? A handful yeah yeah, a handful?
0: <coughs> we had events every day starting <coughs> starting the Friday of when the gala was. so that was uh, first Friday. we do a big uh, first uh, Bayview first Friday. we do karaoke and stuff, so that was where it started for us. and we had our last event <coughs> the following Sunday, so every single right. day. Yep. so a lot of time at the brewery. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, did a lot of be- uh, barrel aged beers, so uh, that's a lot of fun to do. And
1: yeah, a lot of breweries come into yeah. uh, the areas, you know, especially the larger cities that have beer weeks. Uh, you have breweries that come in that aren't necessarily uh, always available in the area. Mm-hmm. They're having uh, you know kind of pop up events. Uh, the brewers are in town to do collaborative events with local breweries. Um, so there's a, there's a buzz around the whole Bay Area really um, as a result of it. Uh, so Did you get any uh, Pliny the Younger bottles? I apparently do have some waiting for oh me. My. I had picked up for fancy, me. Fancy, fancy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pliny, This is the first time you guys have probably heard of Pliny the Elder. It's a big mm. deal. IPA, double IPA, nine percent, eight percent. Eight percent. Joke. <laughs> uh, but really? uh, but younger is what twelve? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's a triple IPA. It's this is the first time, as far as I know, Randy, that they've. Uh,
1: Put it in
0: uh, movable containers.
1: Uh, back in the day, they would allow growler fills, mm. and then growlers started showing up on eBay for five hundred dollars. After they sold it to them for like forty-five, yeah. and so um, so they just stopped that several that. years back. Cut but that right. It's, but it's the first year it's been put in bottles mm. with a label, um, so it was kind of a monumental event for one of those early beers that created the whole uh, supply and demand. You know, um, unicorns. Mm-hmm. If you will uh in, in craft beer, um, so it's if
0: you were to equate Pliny the younger to a cigar, what would I'm throwing you under the bus here? I'm
1: thinking, oh it's got to be these liga anniversarios that's a good one It's yes. it, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, perfect, that, that, where that. you
0: can't really get your hands on it, it's and when you can, there's only a couple of them
1: yeah, it's literally the only cigar since I started smoking that I just flat out doesn't matter what I'm willing to pay, I can't get. And it sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I have to talk me. to our show sponsor. About it sucks. We'll <laughs> yeah, talk, talk to
1: the boss. I actually, you know, what's funny is I did hit them up and I was like, Hey, so now we, we've got this partnership. How about, you know, slanging literally just a couple sticks our way. Eh. And, uh, Jack, uh, Jack Hire of famed uh, famed from uh, Scar does, Dojo uh, work for
0: his, his uh, research ability <laughs> yeah yeah, I think it's, what yeah, Jack's yeah. known famed for famed
1: for his research uh, <laughs> he literally texts me back he goes ready there's six for the whole office I was like well, so, well fine you got six boxes I'm just asking for two six he's like no 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 there's six, six cigars for like the twelve of us to wh- fight wh- over <laughs> why are they so limited uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the tobacco, the tobacco that's in it. yeah yeah
0: Interesting. That's funny. It's like so they no. found these four yeah.
1: plants of tobacco <laughs> that they really wanted to use in the blend. They're just like Well, over the next three years, we'll be able to make eight boxes. Nice.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that's an exaggeration, <laughs> but uh, you might not be exaggerating too much. But so that's uh, yeah. It's been it's been a busy few weeks. Yep. Uh, sorry that uh, we uh, we haven't been around, but we're back and. Uh, better than ever, Randy. I think back and and uh, re-energized. Indeed. I uh, <clears throat> I got some sleep at the end of beer week. I'm sure you did too. Yes. Yes. And I got to see Andre today. He's uh, he's like it's ready. Looks like he's ready to start driving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He'll he'll have a cigar in his hand next time you. Yeah. The come ladies love record. him. He's <laughs> ad-
0: adorable. I, you ever see like I've I've never really experienced it where you just I, I just I need to pinch your cheeks. <laughs> I don't I don't never really felt that. But I just like. <laughs> I gotta
1: do it yeah yeah he's uh we're we're, we're pretty excited we're blessed uh, andre's growing up faster than could be imagined mm. i was telling rob he's actually doubled in size at this point literally uh, yeah, i think he's 12 weeks now and he is exactly twice his birth weight and twice his birth length wow. uh so yeah they do grow up quick awesome so should we start talking about what we're really here to talk about i forget what are we here
0: to I, talk about i was just talk about stuff right, cool. shooting the breeze Nice. that starts with s <laughs> i almost used another word that started with s but it's a family show <laughs> uh so uh today we've got letter s <clears throat> we're featuring a cigar from our uh good friends at southern draw mm. so we're smoking the fire thorn randy this cigar has been around for a while since 2014 okay. late 2014 i think um and but we're smoking in a special size we'll get into that in a minute and uh, we've got a beer from Sierra Nevada who we've featured this is the second time. Yes. Which, again, they're, uh, they're the type of brand that you guys can get pretty much anywhere. 150% of you can get your hands on this. The Sierra Nevada Torpedo Randy Extra IPA. Is Extra
1: IPA a recognized style? No, it's not. It's, it's, in, my, it's in my show notes. Hmm, um, look at that. Yes. <laughs> Research, Jack. <laughs>
0: Research. No, that was a total guess.
1: Uh, yeah, no, uh, extra IPA. Well, since you threw it over there, let me just start hmm. off with the beer here. Yeah, run with it. Uh, so Sierra Nevada Torpedo IPA. Uh, they do use the term extra IPA. I freaking hate <laughs> when breweries put the word extra in double a style. Uh, double is at least recognizable by people. What you get with extra, because you see it on pale ales a lot. So you'll see extra pale. So does that mean it's it's even more pale like or mine? if it's pale <laughs> plus <laughs> a little extra? And depending on what brewery used it, I've seen it used in both ways. So, you really- so it's
0: kind of like when beer was called light beer and there was no real, like, <clears throat> sometimes it was light, but it, that just meant it was lighter in color, not lighter in, like, caloric stats, uh, and, right, caloric right. uh, situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was so a thing, wasn't it? Or am I making that up? No, that's a real thing. Absolutely. Okay. That's uh, that's why it's LITE for one of those brands cuz uh-huh. you can't actually say it's lighter than anything cuz you you're not really comparing it that's um, properly. So they had to make up their own word. Mm. Um liars. Uh <laughs> so um so I just you really <laughs> think <laughs> so I'm just going to pretend they don't call this extra IPA cuz it's It's not extra pale. It's not extra strong. It's not extra anything. Is it extra India? It is definitely not extra India. Mm. Um, But uh, to say that this is a monumental um, moment in our show as this is, I believe, our 20th episode. And the very first time we have tackled the infamous IPA style. IPA. Uh, IPA. I did want to make a note. IPA, you know. The people that love IPAs drink almost exclusively IPAs. Other people hate IPAs. Um, IPA is the number one uh, style of craft beer, Mm. both in volume and dollars, sold in America. Um, And in 2019, that grew by 12% Mm. in both volume and
0: dollars. Does that include hazy IPAs, too? It does. That's why it grew, huh? Sure, probably. Well, it's grown every it's year. Since a separate topic, but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but it grew by twelve percent in twenty nineteen, making IPAs total craft share thirty three point seven percent. Ooh, I would have guessed higher. So wait, wait for it. So so that would tell you that one out of every three beers sold in Amer- craft beer sold mm. in America is an IPA. Here's the funny thing, though. The number two. Volume style in America is seasonal. How many <laughs> se- how many seasonals are also IPAs? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, work, like I work for a brewery that has a, a hazy IPA out yeah. as a seasonal right now. Celebration we've talked about Celebration that. Celebration uh, Sierra Nevada. Yeah. So so uh, so uh, to to your point, I think it it is somewhere between that 33 and 50 percent. Yeah. It is probably closer to half the graph beer sold in America today is wow. IPA.
0: Wow, that's kind, of imp- that's kind of stunning when you think about it. Yeah.
1: When there's so many
0: styles and so many craft breweries and half of the beer sold are IPAs. Holy crap. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and it may even go higher than that because the numbers I'm using are IRI data, Mm. uh, which is scan data that comes from grocery stores. So this does not take into account the production Uh, of small breweries like where you work. Uh, We don't capture those numbers as an industry. Mm. And your brewery probably sells closer to 80% IPAs. Am I wrong?
0: I don't think it's that high.
1: No? But it's... um, It's well over 50.
0: Yeah, I think it would be. But I don't think it's as, as high as 80. But it's...
1: Maybe it is. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, so, uh, one of the things that we've talked about and we've had comments on the show that we haven't, uh, tackled, uh, what pairs well with an IPA, uh, when it is the most prominent style, uh, drink, um, IPAs are a very hop driven style of beer. Uh, hops are known to be very bitter. And so there's a certain bitterness component that comes with IPAs that Make them more difficult to pair with really anything. They're tougher to pair with food. They're tougher to pair with cigars. Um, and so, um, choosing the right one, we we did want to end up with a good pairing. Um, we don't know yet how how this one's gonna gonna rank out, but we were gonna try and do something that. Uh, people could uh, find a comfort zone with an IPA and a cigar. And so um, so it took us a little bit more time to uh, get to where, where we felt we could execute that, given the limitations of the alphabet.
0: Yeah, it was on the schedule for a while for us. Yeah. So we knew this was coming. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, been uh, pairing with IPAs is tough. And this particular, are, are you going to keep going with IPA, or should no, I no, jump no. into the cigar?
1: Well, no, no. So now just on this specific one that we chose, uh, Torpedo is a um, is actually a piece of equipment that Sierra Nevada built to have better control over the hoppiness of the beers in the dry hopping they built a, a unit that they call the torpedo it's basically just an inline unit that houses the hops that they can just recirc. The uh, fermented work through, um, and that's how they dry hop. And so they named their first IPA using this equipment um, after the equipment. And so that's their Hop Torpedo. And so they made Torpedo, which is a 7.2% ABV, 65 IBU, year-round IPA that the brewery says has citrus, pine, and herbal hmm. hop character. What uh, do we know? The hops that are in it. Uh, it is Crystal and Citra. Oh. uh and bittered with magnum mm, mm-hmm. interesting
0: would now be a good time to talk about the difference between and I'm going off schedule here yep. um flavoring hops and bittering hops
1: uh yeah i I, I think I, I i I've thrown enough stats out <laughs> at it, the whole style. <laughs> we'll jump <joke laughs> it in later
0: baby. <laughs> um okay, so let's talk about the cigar a little bit again southern draw um hopefully uh Eric has a nice photo up there for you guys. Uh, for those listening on podcast again, thanks for tuning in. Um, this is a really pretty cigar, with this, especially this particular <coughs> vitola. It is um, a perfecto. It is a six by fifty six, and it was kind of it's box pressed as well, so a box pressed perfecto. And I was surprised to see that this is a fifty six. It doesn't. It, it's just the box press really does kind of make it seem much more approachable. Fifty six yeah. is like. The moon to me. I, I hardly ever smoke cigars of a ring gauge this size, uh, but with especially with the uh, <coughs> the tapered cap, it's it's much more easy to approach. It's got a Habano Rosado uh, Ecuadorian Habano Rosado wrapper. I beg your pardon. A binder from Mexico, a San Andreas mm-hmm. Mexican binder. Filler's from Nicaragua. Uh, this particular cigar, like I said, it has been around for a while. One of the first. It's the second release from. Uh, Southern Draw, and holy goodness, Southern draw has taken off yeah man, since uh, they it 's hard to believe that they 've only been around going on six years, yeah for a company that has so many awesome cigars like the Rose of Sharon, I mean, just get out of here, and then that desert rose, which I still haven 't smoked yet um, That's your I have fault. some it yeah. is my fault you're correct <laughs> i I have some, uh, thank you, Randy, for that. Uh, but uh, I haven't had a chance to smoke it yet. But some of these cigars, man, and there's the the Cedrus, mm. is a beautiful smoke. Love
1: that one. Uh, so many different ones. <clears throat> I think that's kind of what, what it is. Is they 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 don't have a they don't have a sleeper in the bunch. I th- I think they've. Um, maybe methodically, strategically come out with each of these, so they haven't cannibalized each other, they are kind of unique to each other, and it's a very full portfolio of each one is is just a solid, solid edition.
0: So this particular one, it's available in a Robusto, a Toro, a Gordo and a Lancero, which I think outside of the Lancero, the Robusto, Toro and Gordo is kind of like your standard size nowadays. Uh, The Lancero and then two different Perfectos, a 6x56 And a 5 by 58 The Lancero and both Perfectos are limited. I don't know uh, the numbers on those or how limited they are, but uh, we were able to get our hands on some of them, so we're excited about that. Um, A little note here from, this is from Smoke Magazine 2015. It's on the Southern Draw website. Medium, excuse me, medium to full-bodied cigar, earthy with an earthy charred taste, woody character, wonderful flavor, heavy and pleasant aroma, great
1: balance of taste and aroma heavy and pleasant aroma indeed how do you feel about that i feel like it's the most nebulous thing you could say but but what, not what else, inaccurate what else is heavy and pleasant <laughs> uh, it's got lots of goodness <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's a really complimentary <laughs> thing to it's, say though. it's the goodest
0: <laughs> um heavy and pleasant uh barrel age stout
1: oh, oh yeah heavy that's and, heavy, heavy and pleasant. And ple- yeah it is yeah.
0: So uh, that's uh, that's kind of the primer on the cigar. We'll get into probably some more tasting notes and things as we go. Uh, when you say they don't really have a sleeper in the bunch, I think I'm glad that we're focusing on Southern Draw. I think we pinned them down for us pretty early. Sure. And I'm glad that we're doing uh, one of their uh, older, like four years old, but a, an older release from them because like the Kudzu and the Firethorn are the two cig- first cigars they came out with. And with all the new stuff that's great, you kind of forget that... Mm-hmm hey, these are really good, too. I
1: would say this is the most least known of their portfolio. Most least. Do you like that? Is this, that a double? Du- no, <laughs> not even a double negative. No, no that was a weird thing to say. It's the least <laughs> known of the portfolio, I would say. Um, and maybe it is to the age and, and the, the notoriety of uh, Jacob's Ladder. Mm. And then last year, for their five-year uh, anniversary, they came out with the Brimstone version. These are two Amp- cigars I'm afraid of. Yep. The Brimstone's an amped-up version of one of the more amped-up cigars on the market. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's, I'm frightened. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't do.
1: Uh, and I, and the, I, the heavy cigars. You know like what's that. what's great, and I'm sure many many of you know this. Uh, Southern Draw, all of their cigars come out of the AJ uh, factory, and uh, and you know, for, as a factory that's so renowned for their construction. I think it's really given them uh, a lot of room to play with their Vitolas because they have more kind of unique Vitolas' Because wouldn't this be a double perfecto? Yep. So they they do the double perfecto box press. Mm-hmm. They do that. Brimstone has this great like nipple head with a pyramid um, parejo. Uh, Bellicoso head. I mean, it's you lost me at nipple. The nipple foot. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. It's got. It's got like a no. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they they have more unique uh, vitolas mm. uh, than most. I think they have lanceros. While they may be limited, I think they may offer uh, lanceros now in virtually every one of the blends. I know the cedrus uh, lancero just released a I TPE. Got my hands on one of those. Oh, did you? Yeah. I haven't smoked it yet, but you I just am, one or actually, how? literally just oh, okay. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, just check Literally
0: just <laughs> one, and um, U.S. veteran-owned company, which is pretty cool. Yes, I, I like that concept, and uh, I mean, yeah. we can if you, Robert uh, Robert Holt, and Sharon, his wife. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned their names. Uh, Robert is one of my favorite uh, social media follows. Yeah. On I've I've just teased. Three upcoming stories I have on the Cigar Dojo. Huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tease. We call that a teaser. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, don't. No. They they will happen, but don't hold your breath. And I I should, at some point, we should reference a story that I wrote before the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, We don't need to do that now. Remind me later. Yeah. And um, anywho, so, yeah, really cool company, really, really nice people. Uh, fun uh, social media follow. If you're not following Robert Holt on Facebook, he does a lot of Facebook Lives where it's just kind of, he'll just chat with people basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really cool. Very accessible. Um, they do great events. And some, they did the Ignite series, the 300 hands and some really, really cool concept uh, type of of cigars and releases. So it's uh, a company that I like to talk about. I'm glad that we're finally getting around to it. And it's S, so Southern yep. Draw, it worked perfectly, but
1: um, and we had to get 20 episodes in Yeah, true story, yeah
0: <laughs> And they also, so, <clears throat> they also Initially, when they first started uh, Releasing these cigars And uh, with the Firethorn being one of them They, there's, it's mentioned On their website, or at least it used to be I'm looking at one of Coop's reviews here From back in 2015 of this particular cigar That the Firethorn um, Was blended to pair with Different types of beverages So they list some beers, wines, and spirits that this particular blend was made to uh, kind of jive with. Right. And uh, while IPA is not on the list, mm. there's uh, some some beers that are pretty close. They, re, they, re, they list uh, cream ale, lager. I think lager is pretty – like a basic lager is going to pair pretty well with most cigars. As well as anything. Probably get run over by a lot. But yep. <clears throat> pale ale is probably as close as they get to an IPA on this list. Uh, Belgian, which I think they're probably – Belgian blonde, we talked about that a little bit earlier – uh wheat beer pills and an Irish red ale. So, <clears throat> and then there's wines and spirits. We don't really need to get into that. I mean, well, do they have rose? Because I do drink a lot of rose. Not on the list. Blended scotch and whiskey. Five to twelve year aged. That's very specific. That is
1: pretty specific.
0: Uh cognac, mixed drinks with vodka, rum gin. So basically all spirits <laughs> are listed here. So any kind of cocktail you want, Firethorn's the way to go. So let's uh what are you, what are you getting out of the cigar?
1: To me, throwing it's, you on the, uh, the spot. No, here. it's uh, it's great. It is you know something Robert had told us ahead of time, and I totally agree with. It is perfectly medium bodied, medium flavored. It's uh, a very nice, woody, uh, kind of herbal characteristics that I, I think are aligned to go um, well with foods, with beers. Um, nothing super over the top it's very approachable um again why why i think uh it makes a lot of sense that that he uh, pitches that this pairs well with things is because um while it's got a lot of uh flavor you definitely get some of the um the kitchen spices that mm-hmm. we that we talk about a lot um that woody character doesn't come across as overly like uh dark or charred um and doesn't come across as wet, just like a nice woody uh, uh, flavor that I that I really am enjoying. Um, maybe a just a touch of the milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely got more of that in the in the uh, pre draw, the pre light draw. But very very tasty, very easy going.
0: I feel like I get a lot of the. There is a sweetness here. It's not a cloying sweetness or overbearing in any way. But I feel like I get the bulk of that from the retrohale, which is seems a little bit different for me than usual. Usually in retrohale you get a lot of the spice, yeah, yeah. but to me I'm getting <clears throat> like a like a charred caramel kind mm-hmm. of, or like a like you know when you melt the sugar on top of it's not a a brulee. I hate to say that because it's another cigar. But when you you kind of char- sugar. yeah, yeah thank yeah. you caramelized sugar is a better way to put it. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. You do that a lot. Like I'll say something and you're like, "No, dude, this is what you mean." You're like, "Yeah, it's actually exactly <laughs> what I mean." But what I said wasn't the same. A <clears throat> caramelized sugar that is really 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 nice. You get it? I get it on the retrohale, which is just weird for me. But I'm digging it. And you know, woody notes, you you mentioned that. I I I think it's like you said, very approachable cigar. It's not over the top in any way. The one thing I don't have here is the price point on these things, and I can probably dig that up. Yeah. But I think they're relatively reasonable.
1: I'm totally with you on you definitely get because you don't get uh, that spice punch in the retro. Mm. Um, It it does have a a sweeter finish to it, which, you know, I I mentioned some of the uh, the herbal Mm. and and spice notes that that are working really well with the hops, in my opinion. I think that that caramelized sweetness also is going well with this specific uh, beer. You know, one thing we didn't say about the torpedo, you know, if you if. If you're a, a video watcher, I apologize if you're uh, listening to the podcast, but the but the color of this beer is very much um, uh, kind of an amber uh, colored versus uh, paler, more yellow. Um, so the, this IPA has a little bit of that more sweeter caramel uh, malt note, mm. um, and I think that sweetness is actually pairing quite well with the cigar. Yeah,
0: I would say, <clears throat> I mean, definitely not as dark as like an amber ale, if you're listening, but... Uh I don't know, what's, what's the SRM on this, Randy? What do you think? This is about a 22. A 22, that's very specific for a <laughs> guess. Well done, my friend. <laughs> I figured you'd say, oh, well, you know, in Hem and haw. No, you jumped right in at 22. I like that. <laughs> I like that. SRM stands for? Standard
1: Reference Method. Oh. I would have gone with? And, and method is spelled differently because it's actually an English term. Oh. <laughs> You're a wealth of knowledge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm not going to let you off the hook. Let's talk about, before we get into the pairing, because we've got a, a little bit of time here, let's talk about the difference between, and you, you kind of dodged it earlier. It's, it's not a difficult topic, but I think it's kind of interesting, because especially with the way that the hop market has changed over the last five or six years, there's so many, it feels like there's a new freaking hop every day that's, you know, Citro was the big one and still is, and then you get uh, Galaxy is a big one and Idaho Seven, <laughs> yeah, a whole and, bunch yeah, of different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you start with like Centennial. You go back in the day, right, like right. those were kind of OG. But so there's
1: bittering hops, and then there's flavor hops. Right. So no, I'm glad that you uh, pushed back into it because it is one of the most frequent, um, if not questions, one of the most frequently misunderstood things that I see people mis uh, misrepresent when they're trying to explain. Uh, what what they're experiencing or what they like in beer. Um, So a hoppy beer is typically a reference to uh, its flavor and aroma characteristic of hops. Um, So you you do two things when you add hops to beer. Beer is a very sweet beverage. As you'd know, if you spilt some, didn't clean it up very well on the floor the next morning, it's sticky. You get ants. Uh, It's a very, very sweet beverage. So to balance that sweetness, you have to add bitterness. And when and I've said this before, when you have bitterness and sweetness in a perfect balance, you would perceive neither sweet nor bitter on your palate, even though both are there potentially in high volumes. Um, so bitterness is a big part of why hops are added to beer. Beers that are not hoppy still have bitterness to a balancing level to the sweetness. Now, if you want to drive the aromatic and flavor uh, components of hops as part of the flavor profile of the beer, you're adding those later when the beer's uh, cooled down. And when the beer is very hot, it literally just vaporizes those uh, aromatic compounds. Um, so, like I said, the torpedo that they use at, at Sierra Nevada, that only touches the beer once the beer's already fermented and cold. And so, um... And that's why hazy IPAs, I believe, is a style that is very much here to stay because that's one of those first styles you that, think? <laughs> <laughs> that has a ton of aromatic and flavor hops. So you're getting huge aromas and flavors from the hops without that sharp bitterness that old school West Coast uh, IPAs are best known for. Um, does that cover? It? I think it does. Like okay. when you say
0: old, like the West Coast IPAs, to me, <clears throat> kind of a danky backbone has that, sure. you know, pine, uh, citrus, yeah, a lot of that. And then you get into the uh, the hazies, you're going to get more tropical notes, much more fruit forward. Um, <clears throat> and again, it's early edition hops, so you're going to get your 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 driving bitterness. Late edition hops, you get your uh, more aromatics. So that kind of it's a little. Thank you for covering that, because I think it's mm-hmm. an interesting topic. And it's I mean, we could spend a lot more time on it if sure. we really wanted to get uh, lost in the weeds on it, but we'll move forward. But as a as a home brewer, um, it's it's super interesting to watch what a hop will do if you <coughs> you add it into your boil at sixty minutes because your average boil is going to be about sixty minutes. You add it in at sixty, or if you add it in at thirty, or if you add it in at fifteen, or if you add it in a whirlpool after the boil, mm-hmm. which is where the uh, uh, the hop torpedo thing comes into play. I think. Right. Uh, Just, I think it's just a really interesting topic and and hops to me are, I'm getting to the point where my palate is, I seek out specific hops. Mm -hmm. I can't drink a beer and tell you what hops are in it. Sometimes I can, but uh, I mean the obvious ones like Citra Mm -hmm. or whatever, but there's certain hops like Strata is a hop that I've mentioned here before. I just, it's got that West coast old school kind of style to it, Mm -hmm. but it's also got that fruitiness. So you get both of those out of one hop. That's kind of, I don't know. That's amazing to me.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big wine fan as well. We haven't talked much about uh, on the show, mm, mm-hmm. but, but I find that it's much. You find many more great red wines that are blends than single varietals, and I, I make the same. Uh, I draw a direct correlation in in beers. Most really, really tasty hoppy beers have a combination of a few different hops. Um, now, as We continue to um, breed different, uh, crossbreed different um, uh, families of hops to create all these new hops. Uh, Like you said, strata is one that actually you're getting that citrus component that you would get from um, a a pack northwest region with some of that passion fruit and tropical characteristics that's more characteristically known from the southern hemisphere, from New Zealand and Australia, where now you're getting both those flavors in the same hop, yeah. where previously you would have had to literally go get some Cascade, mix it with some uh, Simcoe or some Citra to to be able to have both those flavors going on in the beer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so for me,
0: this beer, I've had, I've been drinking Torpedo. It's been around for a while. And it's a bit maltier, I think, than uh, than most uh, IPAs that we're used to nowadays. Or even like an, an old school West Coast, it's it's more malty, which I think <clears throat> we cheated a little bit because that's going to lend itself to pair a little... Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> that's going to lend itself to pair maybe a little bit better with, with a cigar. Yeah, I really, really dig this particular beer. Um, I haven't had it in a while. It's available in cans and bottles. Mm-hmm. I, we... I uh, I wanted to get the canned version, but it was only a 12-pack, and I just wanted... You were,
1: what, afraid we wouldn't drink more? Oh, no, I
0: don't have the space. <laughs> Dude, my beer fridge is so full right now. Mm. It's so freaking full, unfortunately. It's because all the barrel-age stuff comes out this time of year, and this is when I stock up on that, mm. and I haven't gotten around to drinking all of it. See, that's why I do the cellar separate yeah. from the f- fridge. I'll... I'll uh, Someday I'll I'll, I'll, I'll get <laughs> to that level. We we've had multiple requests that we do a show where we take a little tour of the cellar. Oh, Obviously, yeah. we're not going to do that now because it's physically impossible to open it right now. <laughs> but uh, maybe at, at some point we'll do yeah, uh, maybe a live video or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, cool. be fun. So what do you think? Uh, what do you, what's next? I mean, I think the beer is is working out pretty well. The cigar is working out pretty well. You want to get into the pairing?
1: Yeah, let's let, let's go ahead and talk about. It. I think I've already touched on uh, the points that that I'm kind of driving. Home with this, I think uh, the the herbal and citrus characters, uh, some of the spice character in the in the hot in the cigar um, are pairing very very well with the hops. Uh, you mix in that uh, that caramel sweetness mm. from the cigar. That's with the flavor the, hook for me. Yeah, with the malt uh, the malt body of this <laughs> beer, um, I think uh, I think those the intensity is right on par. Uh, they're both very approachable, easy drinking, full flavored. Um, But approachable, you know, you're not getting punched in the mouth with any one specific thing that's overpowering anything else. Uh, I think after taking a draw of the cigar and a swig of the beer, yeah, neither are running over each other. You still have uh, notes from from both components on your palate that that, uh, has has a nice lingering finish.
0: Mm.
1: There is I'm on I'm in
0: lockstep with you on like 98 percent of that there's one thing and I can't decide if I like it or not where there's that lingering bitterness on the tongue from the hops that Mm. after every sip, it kind of lingers for a bit Mm. and you're almost wondering, okay, it's coating my palate. Is it coating it too much? Then you take a puff of the cigar and you feel like it's not, it's just, that's the one thing that's just a a little bit, I don't know if I like it or if I don't, I don't know if I'm, it's hard to explain There's that just that little bit lingering bitterness, on the tongue, but the sweetness and the hop aroma from the beer uh, goes really, really well with the cigar. Um, I'm ready to uh, to go with my score. I think if if you're ready, let's do this. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up.
1: All right, slightly <laughs> trepidatious, but a thumbs I, up. I noticed that. I'm gonna give it a a, a huge thumbs up um, because while I agree with you on that lingering bitterness one of the reasons why it's so tough to pair an IPA mm-hmm. with, with a cigar and I've drank a lot of cigar I've drank a lot of beer IPAs with cigars and had it be a rough transition mm-hmm. going from one to the other um, and while this one's n- still notable it's not a rough transition yeah. it's it, it's it's a it's a pretty clean transition overall mm. yeah I'd agree with that I think I'm being
0: maybe a little too little too critical. Um, But that, that lingering hop flavor on the tongue does uh, it's a, it's a minor, minor speed bump. I think in the overall, uh, the overall pairing here, I would like to take this, uh, this particular cigar on a ride with a few different beers. I, it's, I always go back to kind of a Brown ale. I know we've talked about that a lot. I think that would be a a nice pairing. Um, Something with some coffee in it, obviously, but this, as far as, well, I don't even want to say that. It's, it's, excuse me, it's a good pairing. I'm enjoying it. I feel like I sound like I don't like it as much as I do. So <laughs> I'm trying to make up for it, I do really like it. Uh, I think that if the if we went with more of a traditional
1: West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, that might be a little tougher. No, yeah, it, we chose this one because of that multi yeah. uh, balance that uh, this beer has, and I think it's, I think it really helps the pairing quite a bit. That lends that that caramel note. Yeah. Uh, for me,
0: which is the the flavor hook, which is super super pleasant, you get that caramel from <clears throat> in the aroma, really from the beer a little bit, and mainly on the palate, and then I get that in the retro from the cigar, and it's just it's just a nice cycle of cycle of flavor. Nice, Randy. How do you like that? I, 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 I think like you should it. get a tattoo. I think it, that's a T-shirt. <laughs> Cy- the cycle of flavor continues. Um, All right, so. What else?
1: Um, Well, no that that was it. So we've we've talked about the pairing. We've talked about the rating. Uh, Let's no. I I wanted to give you a chance to um, give a shout out to your newest article, as I think we're both pretty excited. We were invited by Cigar Dojo to. Uh, contribute to articles in addition to... <laughs> we were um, asked nicely to do more work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled to get the opportunity to contribute uh, more than... No, I've been totally offered it more than I have, but, um, <laughs> but obviously uh, I've now written two reviews. You've written five or six. And uh, the guys brought up uh, some articles. We had some conversations about some interesting articles for content, and you were able to knock one out before the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I did. um, And I wanted to follow up on that particular article because, okay, so the article was uh, seven cigars that uh, I'm pulling from my humidor, like from the vault. Like this is Randy's vault, mine's in my humidor, Uh and uh, that I, you know, to smoke for a Super Bowl Sunday. So my plan for Super Bowl Sunday was I having a bunch of people over. Randy didn't come, but whatever. Um, having a bunch of people over, was gonna smoke some rib or not ribs. I did. I smoked some wings. They turned out really. I did your method, mm. where I smoked them, put them in the fridge for a few hours, and then did a quick fry. Mm. Oh, get out of town, man! It's Such so a good, good. <laughs> It makes it. They crisp up yeah. nicely, yeah. and they were very very tasty. We did. Uh, half of those had uh, buffalo sauce mm-hmm. and the other half were um, I didn't sauce them because I, you don't know, want to make sure if anybody wanted to. I had extra buffalo sauce. You want to sauce them yourself or yeah. if you wanted to put, you know, whatever else on them.
1: Did you make the buffalo sauce?
0: Uh, my wife did. Okay, good. She's good at that stuff. Awesome. Um, so I had this plan of smoking a cigar before the game, before everybody got there and really enjoying it, which is why I wanted to come from the vault. <clears throat> I never got around to smoking the cigar. <laughs> For two reasons. One, I, I slept in a little bit late. Actually, it's mainly one reason. I slept in a little bit late because that was the day that the Costa virus really uh, really set in. <laughs> and I'm, as you can see, I'm still kind of hanging on to it. So I haven't gotten around to smoking the particular cigar. The one that I was going to smoke, though, was the um, Opus X Phantom Lancero, which is a super... Like, I didn't really know much about it. I actually got the cigar in a trade with your friend and mine... From the Half Wheel, Charlie Minato. Ah, And we we traded these cigars back in 2012. I was going to say before Half Wheel. No, no, Half Wheel was, was, was around. It was a big deal. And this was back when I was still writing for Robbie Raj Reviews, I think. Yeah. Way back in the day way back. The, the sites, you can't find it anymore. I've taken it down because it's embarrassing. But it's, it's, you're always kind of nervous about where you get your start, I think, a little bit. when I, I want to go back and read those and like, oh, God, how stupid do I sound in these reviews? But um, that was the cigar I was going to smoke. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I will. And I think I'm going to do some, uh, another thing for the dojo, do some kind of from-the-vault reviews and maybe review some of these older things because I have got some cigars in there. I had a, a one that was on the list was a, a Leva, I think they called it a Leva O Bold at the time, and it had a, a cloth band on it. Hmm. So super old school. It's like 20, the cigar's like 20 years old. So uh, I appreciate everybody who chimed in on the cigar that I should smoke and cast their vote. I didn't get around to smoking it yet because uh, I just wasn't well, and then after that it was uh, beer week, and we're just catching our breath uh, from that. So... I'll get around to it, but uh, there's some uh, some more fun stuff coming.
1: Yes, yeah. good, good. Uh, and then we've uh, got Smoke Night Live. Smoke Night Live this uh, Friday.
0: This Friday is uh, the boys are going to be on location.
1: On location. They're on location. Leaving
0: Colorado. That's, uh, that's what my I'm looking at my text messages here. That's <laughs> what it says. It's going to be uh, on location at Prime Cigar and Whiskey Bar in Miami.
1: That place is dope.
0: It's they've got uh, two guests lined up. We've got we've got a high end guest. Uh huh. And then kinda like a like a like a throw in. Like an add in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, fine, you can be on. (laughs) Terrence Riley.
1: We all know. He's not the throw in. No, he's the
0: he's the lead (laughs) guest. What are you talking about? (laughs) Terrence is the the headliner. He's the headliner. (laughs) Terrence is the best. (laughs) But the the opening act is Jack Hire.
1: Oh, okay. So great. So Jack he, obviously lives down there in Miami now. Yeah, he's
0: made some changes. It'll be, Actually, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm not going to be on the show, but I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing about uh, Jack's life. That's a big transition to yeah, go from huge. you know, pick up your life and move to the other side of the country for a gig. I mean, good for him. And he seems to be having a great time. He's doing a great job uh, for uh, the folks at Drew Estate, uh, the rebirth of cigars. Uh, show sponsor, by the way. Um, <laughs> brought so, to you exclusively. Indeed, so that'll that'll be fun. I, Terrence is a blast. He loves his yeah. cigars.
1: He loves yeah. his beer. So, um. yeah, he actually recommended um, uh, when Kevin A. Cuff and I were down there before the Camacho trip uh, last year. He had recommended that we go by that um, the the prime. Spot. Oh yeah, I've heard. Oh, I've heard is, great it's things. Gorgeous. You Haven't know, been. Yeah, beautiful big walk-in humidor, high-end spirit bar. I mean every. Whiskey and Scotch—you could hope to find—are there great people Stuff watching? Stuff really cool that you don't even know
0: about. Exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Oh, tell me you get that old school. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time that I've thrown out a random, uh, a random movie
1: quote that you've gotten. That's awesome. You finally picked a movie that was well, relevant it's, it's, in the last it's three fair. decades.
0: That's <laughs> oh, fair. It didn't have, uh, it didn't have blood and guts in it. Oh, so. that, that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Blue died. you yeah, my boy,
1: Blue! Yep.
0: He's <laughs> he looks <laughs> glorious. Uh, okay, okay. So, yeah, so, so, <laughs> so now
1: that we're back, um, mm. please don't be uh, hesitant about believing in, in the consistency of the show after the last three weeks as we got off 2019 episodes, only missing one. Uh, so we will be back on the air one week from today on Wednesday at 6 p.m., Eastern time.
0: And the pairing, Randy, And we will be
1: focused. It'll be the letter T.
0: Ooh, I have an idea. (sighs) Go
1: ahead. (laughs) Have you seen my Mount Rushmore? I was about to say, based on... Rob's route, Mount Rushmore, if you thought we could go past the letter T without it being a tatuaje cigar... You'd be wrong. You'd be <laughs> dead yeah. wrong. Totally um, wrong. He was going to quit the show when I even brought up the, the idea. I walked of out of the room.
0: Else. I didn't even let you finish the <laughs> word that you were saying. I, I slammed my cigar down there, and I got up, and I just huffed and walked out of the room. Yeah, basically.
1: basically. You could totally picture me doing that, right? <laughs> and you did it twice before we started airing today. That's true. Uh, so, tatuaje nuevitas... Mm. Uh, which actually ended up on CA's top, uh, not only top twenty-five but top ten uh, of this year's of uh, top cigar. twenty-five cigars. Uh, so we thought it'd be fun to kind of go back to that one. It's been out for a while. Um, maybe not one of the most uh, talked about Tatuajes, but um, uh, I think you and I both smoked it mm-hmm. uh, just a- a- as a after it came out in the top twenty-five for CA. Um, we both resmoked it. I oh, thought, man, we, we yeah. really should do this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's the Tatouage Nuevitas with a Belgian triple. And we are going to go with a Canadian brewery that focuses all on Belgian-style ales uh, called Unibrow. Um, and I believe you all, can I use it? Can I, sure. Thank you for a- asking. 150% of you are going to be able to find Unibrow's triple. Um. Uh, uh. In your in your local areas,
0: yeah. It's a uh, it's a very common uh, common common beer. What is the name of it?
1: Uh. Fin de monde. Yeah. That. Which which is French and for end, end of, of the, the world. world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Look at that. La fin s-
1: de monde. I speak French. <laughs> I'm sexy. <laughs> That's why he had me say it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you say it. And I'll tell them all what it means. Yeah. 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 That wasn't planned at all.
0: No, so that'll be next week. Next Wednesday we'll be back. Thanks again for tuning in to another show. We'll see you guys a week from today when the Odyssey continues. We'll okay.